Hey, everybody, I found a great review. I love this. Absolutely amazing! Exclamation point five stars from B Voss. The whole series has been great, but episode eight on sensuality, sexuality, and deconstruction was absolutely amazing. I sat and thought about so much of it for hours after. I'm gonna have to go listen to that one. I know. I was like, what was on episode eight? You guys, we so appreciate it when you leave reviews specifically and rate the show. It really helps other people to discover this content. Thanks so much. Well, hey, you. Welcome to Fun Parts After Dark. It's like Fun Parts, but later. Hotter more relaxed so pull up a chair pour yourself a libation and join us we're glad you're here welcome to fun parts after dark what's happening here is the way that we produce this show is that we gather for two and a half days and we just record as many episodes as we can and engage in really heavy conversation at the very least very vulnerable conversation and so now we are Night capping. Mm-hmm. It was maybe like an afternoon cap that has it become a night cap. cap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no one's no one's counting. It's it. a pretty long <laughs> cap at this point. There's many caps, yeah. but we're feeling loose, and so we want to have fun. Yeah. We want this to be pretty raw, pretty uncut, but we also want to engage with some of the questions that we have received. Mailbag. It's a sort of a mailbag. Yeah, mailbag. Yeah. So I'm just going to... Mailbag. But the, the fun here is that I, <laughs> being jingles. the least oh, comfortable I'm person so at the table... so glad it's you doing it. ...will draw a question and read it. And, um, <laughs> you haven't stacked I mean, those in any particular order, have you? No, I haven't. I, okay. I haven't, oh, I haven't looked at these. Why do I okay. see it like a... <laughs> what, what I see is like a totally blank... <laughs> They're folded in half. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yep. I'm unfolding. Okay. Luke is actually asking all of his own questions. Yeah, he doesn't okay. feel brave enough to ask. Yeah, he's like, this, there's stuff written on here, guys. No, seriously. I, bro- this I is mean, somebody egg. wrote. From a friend in Houston. These, these questions are legitimate. Go for it. Okay, so here's one. What's life-giving when a couple needs different things sexually? What is life giving when a couple needs different things like to, sexually? To do sexually with each other? You mean like as a. There's no qualifying. The reality is, is we can't ask the person. <laughs> so, like advice here. for a couple who is in different Yeah. yeah. So, so if someone comes to you and just says, what's, what's life giving when a couple needs different things sexually? Well, can I just say that that question comes from a workshop that I've done in some place where they've heard me use the. Tove language, language yeah. of Tove, yeah. and they've heard me use the language of, well, is this life-giving? Do we have permission to? So what is life-giving when couples need different things? And one of the things I would, oh, man, these things itch. <laughs> She's talking about the headphones. <laughs> not not <Somebody>. the ladies. <laughs> not yeah, the girls. No, sorry, no. sorry, sorry, sorry. So what is life-giving? I think one of the things that is really important, and this has to do with communication, Part of it is finding language that you can connect with. Because if you don't have language you can connect with, you're trying to connect over unspoken expectations. Mm. And when you have unspoken expectations, you also have thwarted ideals of what desire will actually produce. Mm. So the question they're really asking is, how do I communicate? I think this is my interpretation of the question, and this is just my own interpretation. When couples have different expectations sexually, 
how do we find a middle ground where we can actually meet? And I think that's a question to the whole group, but this is my first initial response is, well, have you ever actually explored the language Mm. of what you actually desire or what you're actually quote unquote fantasizing about, which I think it's one of those things. Fantasy is one of those words that we don't like to engage with because we're afraid that it takes us down a path that doesn't have an end. And fantasy is just another form of, we were all given imagination and there's something that's really intriguing about our imagination, longing to explore what we don't yet understand. And so I would say, how do you find a middle ground? You begin by finding language that gives you permission to say, you know, one of the things that I've wondered if we could actually explore is maybe it's oral sex. Or I've wanted to explore maybe, could I possibly tie you up? You know, I mean, and being able to talk about, oh, that feels scary to me to be tied up. Well, what if we had ways in which we could do that, that were mutually consensual interactions, but they gave space for what it is that's actually deeper that's going on is there's a deep desire to explore some of these things and not everything we explore are we going to embrace. Hmm. I like that. I like that. So maybe if we had to answer a question that's so subjective, objectively, the objective answer would be like, well, emotional intimacy is life-giving for all of us. Communication Mm -hmm. is life-giving for all of us. Consent is life-giving for all of us. Mm -hmm. And however you sort of break it down from there... That's the, th- up to the you. things you want to try and discover right. with your partner. Yeah. And I think that sometimes what's really interesting when I've helped couples to actually explore their fantasy thinking, what I've found is most couples are trying to find how to have some sort of sexual portfolio language. And most of us don't even have basic remedial sexual language. So if we try to jump to the what I would call the fantasy imagination language without finding our rudimentary element of basic language of, oh, I like this mm-hmm. or, oh, I like that, we're kind of skipping over some things that actually need to be foundational pieces to mm-hmm. us. And I just think that our sexual portfolio language is something that continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big proponent of making love with our words Mm. for practicing things that we actually enjoy. Mm. Mm. So, So I mean, basically like for all of us around here, if we just take a moment, just take a moment. I want all of us around the microphone. So this is every, this is group participation. Okay. I want you to think about one of your sexual encounters that was like really awesome Mm. for you. I'm not talking about for the other partner for you. Mm. So I want you to stop and think about that. Mm. Now, what language would you use to share what you experienced? I wouldn't. <laughs> Is that the... I pass. <laughs> Is this a trick question? <laughs> no, it's not a trick question. I'm, I'm just saying, but I think there are things... Okay, so I mean... No, I'm, I mean, I'll go. Okay, I'll go. good. Thank you. Um, so driving, you know, in a car, and all of a sudden, it's just me and my wife, and then all of a sudden, we're driving, and we're... oh kind of fooling around and and like we can't wait to get to the destination where we can stop driving and get in there 
Um, yeah. Absolutely. In case you're wondering. But like part of that was how that started was one of us said, as we were driving down the highway, hey, how about, how about we try this? Okay. And mm-hmm. then the other person could have said, you know, I'm not into it. You know, no way. And that would have been fine, you know, but in that moment, the other person said, okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that might look like? I'm okay. still trying to figure out which of those voices yeah. was your <laughs> Yes. Okay. See, and I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm I love that you're very, non-gender right there. Yeah, right? Yeah, oh, good. I wasn't trying to be, but anyway, that reveals something about <laughs> myself that's delicious. <laughs> um, no, but like that, so that's an example of like someone saying, hey, can we? do this we're driving that's a little illicit oh my gosh and then mm. sure but yeah, it created a it. longing it in did. the midst of it did yeah, and right? then we we drove to a place that's you know that was safe and secure <laughs> it's like a walmart <laughs> secure <lot> and <laughs> then we you know well, we've we, yeah, we've yeah, we, stopped we, at a few yeah, roadside so, but, stands but, <laughs> but but i would say like like consent means that if the other person would have said no to the first person's, hey, what about this? Mm. Then that's fine. Then we're just eating Wendy's, you know, <laughs> like like that's all yeah. we're doing, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was a Wendy's parking lot, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. you know, or a state park. You mm. just never know. You never know. Yeah. Never okay. Know. So the question was, what languages do you use to describe your own experience? Oh. And so part of what I hear, can I just say <laughs> part of it? That. Part of what I, I could tell by the face <laughs> and the sound you made. But part of what I hear in what I hear you saying, Steve, is there was language that happened between you. There was risk, and there was vulnerability. Yeah. And what it actually heightened is it, and it created was this longing of something to explore out there. Yeah, and I would say, like, you know, with my partner, there's been times where one me or her has said, "Hey, how about?" And then we've said, "No." You know, no. Mm -hmm. And then, okay. So there's maybe hurt feelings and all, but other times where like that time where the answer was, okay, let's try. Okay. Let's try that. And so, you know, I think consent means vulnerability because one person has to sort of say, are you okay? Like doing this or trying this? And then Mm. like, right. And then the other person might say yes or no, I'm just tired. And that's fine, that right? Okay. But we have to be okay not making rules in that scenario. Like if the partner says no, that hurts. But then I'm not, like vulnerability says I'm not going to then make a rule and say I'm never going to ask that again, you know? Because oh, I don't want to, right? Because I don't want to feel hurt again. Well, and it's also not centering yourself in their answer. Right. You know, like if that's a thing that doesn't feel safe or welcome yeah. or loving or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That actually has nothing to no. do with you. That's just that like maybe they have a headache or they just it's or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they have past abuse yep. around mm-hmm. that certain thing. Yep. And that's one of the things that I think then can we be curious because there mm-hmm. are ways in which I will personally say in my own experience, things that were actually abusive to me at one point have now become very sacred, but they've had to go mm-hmm. through this like, I've had to work through the emotional part. I've had to work through things mm. like that to help me get to a different place. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm That's curious, yeah. anybody else want to share? Uh, Ashley? Well, I'm just thinking about like the whole conversation part is so good about assumptions. Like yes. things that I'm so grateful for the way that we've started to have more language around it because, and that takes time and it takes 
when you talk about like vulnerability and intimacy, yeah. like that's yeah. not something that happens right away. And I'm just surprised how much like I'm 37 and have had, you know, varied sexual experiences over my life and just how many assumptions I still am coming into situations with and yeah. say like, well, I'm reading it this way. And then to have someone come back to you and say like, what? Like, no, like, and not at that kind of response, but just like, oh no, this is what I'm experiencing or that. And go like, oh, I didn't realize I was putting so much on you Yes, that I've just been told by multiple different narratives or whatever, or just culture. And, and it just creates like such a much more beautiful dynamic and a freeing experience yeah. in the next experience we have together. So it's, mm. it, it, and it's bonding to actually have language, like to actually speak about it instead of just doing this act and then walking away yeah. and like right. never discussing. Right. Which is, when you kind of think about it, it's kind of crazy, but how often does that happen? Yep. Yeah. Where you just don't discuss what just happened. happened. Mm. Not that you need to like analyze. No, but at least to talk about it. Yeah. To say, or that oh. was great. Or like, yeah, or, let's oh, slow that I, down a little bit. Yeah. You know. mm. Okay. What about you? Other Luke, have you thought of I mean, anything yeah, yet? I mean, I, I got oh, one. Tifa. Good. Got one. Go for it. Um, so I was just thinking about like how I describe what it felt like to be me. To be you. We're not talking about yeah. our partner. We are not. No. So like one of my favorite memories is listening to a record from beginning to end. And we were like doing a lot of actually like active listening, which a shared experience for me with somebody that I appreciate is really intimate for me and wow. like enjoying something together, like the listening to of a great record. From beginning to end. Bonding. And then like, you know, we kind of start kissing like a couple songs in and it's awesome. And then he asked me to dance. Oof. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love dancing. And then, like the fire's on, mm. you know what I mean? Oh. And we're dancing mm. and it's like just and the then two it's of a us. baby. <laughs> I <wasn't> expecting that. <laughs> What were you thinking of? <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. I'm sorry. I co opted. Um, but yeah, like it was so sensual and yeah. beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there was like kind of like neck kissing yeah. and like delightful groping and dancing. And this record is great. And all my senses are just, you know, really being saturated in a good way. And, and I, I personally am feeling enjoyment out of sharing an experience together, which is the listening of the record, mm -hmm. the connection of our bodies, which is like the dancing and like mm -hmm. the kissing. And then like, I'm feeling so desired mm -hmm. and just like, he's drinking me in, in a way that feels amazing to be like, when you're drinking something delicious and you have like this reverence for what you're consuming in a way, like, oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and then... And then I remember he like held my face and told me that I was beautiful and that he like cared for me so deeply and that he wanted me to know that I had safety with him. Mm. And that spoke to like all these conversations we had had for weeks and weeks and weeks prior, you know, like mm. it just, I felt really seen and listened to. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, you just go upstairs and you just like keep bum, doing the bum, things you're bum, doing, you bum. know, keep and experiencing yeah, yeah. the but, goodness. Yeah. And I felt like that whole, enjoyment of being in the moment of we talked about being present with another earlier like enjoying the music enjoying the dancing enjoying each other like there wasn't mm. like this like rush right right it, it just was like this whole mm. experience and every part of it was beautiful and i'll never forget him like 
being like, yes, like so like happy afterwards, like so <sighs> verbal and like mm-hmm. and affirming. And it just – there was such just like plain – Playfulness, right? Playfulness, yes. plain spoken jubilee. Yeah. Just like there was so much honesty. Yeah. And Okay. Thank you. It was so honest. And it sounds like the playfulness of it was so... Lots of laughing. Yes. Fun and healing and sweet. I cried at one point too because it was like hitting some notes of like redeeming some things Mm -hmm. for me and my story. But it was just like all... It was all of it. Mm -hmm. And for me that felt... I just... I remember I felt seen. I felt desired. I felt like I had a co journeyman mm-hmm. like in this experience and I love that helps me feel less alone. That's what it felt like to be me in that moment. And it was awesome. Ooh. I loved it. Luke, yeah. do you want to change your answer? N- no. You don't at all? Okay. We want to thank you guys for listening. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's after dark. No, I'm, um, I'm really Ryan, I, you don't want no, to see I, okay. I, I, I don't. Can I can I ask you to read the question one more time? We're gonna see how many sips of bourbon I've had since then. <laughs> What's life-giving when a couple needs different things sexually? Okay. and we, I, may have answer, we may have been answering a different question. Mm-hmm. Y'all may have been answering a different question. When a couple needs different things sexually. The needs mm-hmm. is jumping out at me right now. of like, what's well, that mean for y'all? Well, I just think about even the whole conversation about how much and when. Like even times of day can be a hard thing to kind of wrestle That's, through like the right. logistics mm-hmm. of like when do you you know like come together and figure that out and if someone wants it more or less or whatever trying to figure out what's that link like how do you do that well mm-hmm. and give and take and it's yeah, that's what. And now that you say the needs piece, that's but need something too, new is kind of the question, right? Need something new sexually? Is that what it's no, no, just well, needs different needs different things. Oh, that's totally different than I thought. But I would even say, so even you just said time of day, right? And so often couples that live together fall into this thing of like, okay, well, it's nine thirty at night, and maybe the kids are in bed, or maybe there's no kids, but uh, work is in the bed, and then it's oh, ten o'clock. We're tired and, oh, my God. Versus, like, can we have a conversation about 2 o'clock p.m.? Because that could be better. You know, so I think sometimes when we talk about couples who desire something different, sometimes we're just talking about getting on the same wavelength in terms of time of day, you know, in terms of sex. Like, no, actually, if we could find 30 minutes at 2 o'clock, we could probably have fun. And so that's not answering the question for everybody. I really, really get that. But also, some people really need to hear, like, sometimes 9.30, 10 o'clock at night just is never going to be the great solution for one of the two. Well, I think you're giving the very remnants yeah, of you that are left from yeah. the day. And I to the question, part of why I wanted you to think about, I think the only way we can actually recognize and value different needs is if we begin having a conversation about our language around sexuality. I think that's the tension that I'm bringing to the table Mm -hmm. is that like I'm coming to that understanding at this table. And so for me, the first place, and it would be the first place for me to be having that conversation is not at this table. It's back in Texas. Like it's with my partner. That's where that conversation needs to begin with me before I'm able to like get to a place of vulnerability 
with you all who I love before I get to that place with my wife who I love more, mm-hmm. that would be a problem. And so maybe that's just some of what I bring as a person who's coming out sure. of repression or trying really hard to come out of yeah, repression or wrestling through repression is like, it's not that I don't want to go there. It's, mm-hmm. it is that I don't want to go there, <laughs> but it's that <laughs> if I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there with her. Right. That's great. And that's, that's so rightly ordered. That's beautiful. I want to say because what you're building is when you start to name your own perspective, your own engagement, your own experience, what you're doing is you're owning something and you're inviting somebody else to say, I, it's kind of like bringing that forward and going, I'm going to show you what is important to me. And then can you show me what's important to you? And mm. let's find what our needs are together. Mm. Because it's not about just meeting my needs. No. I, I'm, I'm going to say that's the, that's the misconception because sex is not just one person's needs. That's it right. is both coming together. And Luke, I think 100% the conversation begins with your partner. But I want to say it even begins first with you having a longing to connect that language yeah. with your partner in a real way, in real time, in with yourself. Yeah. yeah, with yourself. Yeah, what do I desire, you. need, want? Yeah, it's a good conversation. Fun parts after dark. Fun parts after dark is produced, edited, and mixed by that tall drink of water, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the one and only Alan Lusink. This music was composed, produced, and licensed by the fine, fine folks at Blue Dot Sessions. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media at Fun Parts Podcast. We may just follow you right back. Until next time, so 